if, if I was in a position where I'm trying to figure out how do I get to the next level, first thing I would do is I'd go try to talk with everybody that I see around me that is at a level that I want to get to. Whatever that next level is, it doesn't have to be you're, you know, the number one enterprise rep at your company. It could be a top enterprise rep. It could be a top small business rep like in your segment. Just go learn, be open-minded and understand, you know, what folks around you that are having great success are doing. And I'll tell you, like, we just came out of Q2 at Zoom and we had some reps that absolutely smashed it. And guess what? When I go look at their previous performance, they smashed it every single quarter. Those are the types of people I'd go try to get a lunch with, get a coffee with, take to dinner, and just understand what is it they're doing that's different and unique than what I'm doing. Be vulnerable, understand that maybe my mousetrap isn't working the same as somebody else's. And then, you know, optimize what I'm doing and take it from there. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Selling Podcast. We're your hosts, Griffin and Frankie. Today, we've got a great guest in Dave Demink. Dave is head of SMB sales at Zoom. Dave started his career as a rep at WebEx and has held leadership positions at companies like Ring Central and Druva. Very excited to have Dave on the on the podcast. Yeah, we've got some really good actionable takeaways on this podcast today. We're going to be talking about the winners win mindset and all that encompasses from how to set yourself up for success when you're preparing, when you're speaking with other reps, and then how to really dive into building your tribe and building your network of people so that you can get through these difficult times and always have that winner's win mindset. We're excited to dive in. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Elite Selling Podcast. Today we've got Dave on, Dave Domingue from Zoom. Dave, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Frankie and I just went through your background, a little bit about your background and the topic today. Winners win mindset. We'd love for you to expand on what that what that entails and, and why you wanted to focus on this subject today. Absolutely. Um, so I think a quick backstory on like where this came from, right? So I've been in sales for more than 20 years, uh, all mostly software as a service, like 18, 19 of those years. And through, you know, whether I was an AE or I was in a sales leadership position, there was just always sort of like the folks that were always winning always seemed to operate from like a similar cadence or a similar mindset or a similar point of view. And there's just a lot of commonalities that I've seen over the years. And so as, you know, my career was progressing, I sort of started wanting to seek out those types of candidates, right? Bring those folks into the organization. And so I, I, created this winner's wins sort of mindset, uh, sort of point of view from all the goodness that I'd seen, you know, around me. And interesting enough, some of the stuff that I was practicing myself that I knew that made me successful. And, and um, we'll get into some of the, some of the detail I hope here, but it, it's really about how do we attack this craft of sales, right? This is an art mixed with some science and, you know, we, we can take it a lot of different directions given, you know, sort of how dynamic sales can be. I think a lot of folks jump into sales with this notion idea that I'm just going to go be a salesperson. I'm going to make a lot of money, right? But to, and you can do that. That is a fact. But to get there, I think there's just a lot of lessons that we can learn from folks that have done really, really well and and become elite sellers. And a lot of it has to do with how they attack it. Yeah, absolutely. And so this mindset that you've developed over your 20 plus years is 
crucial to your success, right? And so from uh, the, kind of diving into the details, right? Where do you start when you kind of start that that mindset of winner's win? Does it come with prep, right? The approach to prep, approach to the process, approach to the art of the sale. I mean, really, you know, yeah. what does that apply to and, and where do you start? Yeah, Griffin, I think, I think it's all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. I think all of us know great sellers and I yeah. think they're all great at preparing for whatever they're going into, right? Um, I played sports in college. I was fortunate enough to play football on scholarship at a, at a D1 school. And, you know, you learn a lot about winning by being in the trenches and, and the work that has to go into being successful. And I think that's where a lot of where I approach sales came from, right? It's investing in myself. Back then it was the weight room. Now it's reading books, listening to awesome podcasts like this you know, being vulnerable and asking a lot of questions about things that maybe I don't know, or maybe I need to get a new perspective on, right? Um, I've always been like an avid, lifelong learner, like a student of the game. You know, we've all heard, I think, that um, a lot, right? I think there's being the student of the game and constantly learning, wanting to understand how is it that I can do better, do more, um, you know, improve in certain areas. I also think like learning from failures is, is definitely a mindset of a winner, um, best practice that I use every single deal that I lost in my sales career. I had a phone call, maybe not. I tried to have a phone call, but I, I tried to learn like, what did I do wrong? What, and it's interesting. Sometimes you never did anything wrong. Some of that was that you, you know, weren't competitive enough. Like whatever those lessons were, I wanted to learn. I wanted to understand. Um, the list again is long. I'll throw one more out there, but I think, there's a work ethic that comes with this role that you see the top end of salespeople just have a different gear or they found that gear and they put everything in anything. They ask themselves that question. Am I willing to do everything and anything legally and morally to get the job done? Right? Because at the end of the day, our job is to hit the quota and we have to be 100% responsible to that. And sometimes work ethic is you got to just put the work in to make that thing happen. The mindset that you developed in, uh, you know, playing Division One sports. Obviously, this what we're talking about. We're applying to sales, but this can be replicated across, you know, any any sort of profession. But it comes back to as you were talking. It, for me, it comes back to that inspiration. It starts from within, and I'm curious from your perspective what what inspired this this thought process, this approach, and the second piece of that is how do you inspire this mindset in others, right? As a sales leader? Great question. So the, the, the answer to that is a pretty long one. And it comes to like what motivates me and drives me and, and what I'll summarize it. And, and I've shared this story with, you know, every seller, every seller that I've ever helped manage or have been a part of my team is I grew up in very humble beginnings and, you know, the, the term live paycheck to paycheck was predominantly how I grew up my entire adolescence. And um, in high school, I met a really good friend who became one of my best friends in life. And his dad was a very successful entrepreneur. And I said, I want to be like that. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that is. But I knew that there was a nice house with some nice cars, nothing like outlandish over the top. There was nice vacations and an amazingly nice family, right? And so there was a motivation there to create a different branch in my family tree. And so through sports, that gave me an outlet to go to college and learn. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gone to college, to be honest, because I wouldn't be able to afford it. Um, 
And then as I got into the professional world, I, okay, this is my path. This is where I'm supposed to go. And, you know, maybe I'm a natural born leader. I've always sort of been in those sort of leadership positions as I was even growing up, whether it's Little League or basketball or whatever it was. And, you know, as I got into the business world, I found that just a natural thing for me. And so um, a lot of that drive and, and where I came from is really what made me start piecing together, like, what does it take to be great at this job? Because I didn't know. I was in SDR as my first job. I knew I had to make 100 dials. Like, that was my job and say this thing on a script, right? But as I grew and I saw others around me being successful, that's when you started piecing together, like, you know what? There's a lot of commonalities around the folks that are super successful in sales. I'm supporting some of them. I'm watching this happen. I should probably emulate that as best I can. And then that's sort of, again, where I've started just over the years, crafted and culminated this point of view of some of those things. Yeah, that's really good. Dave, tell us how you stay consistent and keep this level of energy during some of the difficult times. We're recording this beginning of August, 2022. The world's kind of flipping on its head. People are uncertain. How are you communicating to your team and to yourself and to your family of what's going on and maintaining that drive that you've got? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think at the end of the day, for me personally, and I think all of us have to look at ourselves, is that you have to make a decision. Like, how do I handle what's going on? And my and the way that I've always handled it is I just got to handle it. Like I don't have, I've burned the boats a long time ago. I've only got one path forward and it's the one that I'm on. And so how do I now make the best of it? And we're talking about this at Zoom with our teams, right? We're, we're highly supportive of our sales team and our sales organization. And we give them the time. Part of I guess being at a company like Zoom that I'm super proud of is we do have the world's best product, period, end of story. And so there's a lot of confidence that comes with that. And for us in our market, you know, a slowdown in the economy is typically a good thing for unified communications. Um, and so, but we do have to keep reminding folks, right? Like there is a lot of good ahead. Like our best days aren't here yet. Your best days aren't here. How do we take this time to continue to invest in you and invest in your process? and becoming the winner that we know that is locked inside of you if you're not there already, because we have the time. We can afford to do it right now. Not No better time to make an investment in yourself than when the going gets just a little bit rough, right? Because this is where you can test and experiment and, and learn new capabilities that maybe you didn't think about before, new strategies, new tactics. It's really nothing nothing to lose. Yeah. No, I, I, love that con- I love that consistency, Dave, and the approach approach to consistency and 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 keeping your head down, right? But you mentioned twice, or, or at least twice, investing in yourself, yeah, right? and and that process of just what can I do to improve, you know, in my craft, right? Can you give us some real world examples, uh, or or just maybe one? I, I know you were talking about one uh, as we prep for this. But one or two examples of how you've taken this mindset and actually put it into your approach or your day-to-day process or your practice. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of things. So when I think about constantly learning, like like Frankie's bookshelf right there, I've got my own right here. You can't see it. It's off camera, but I'm an avid reader. You know, I'm constantly trying to learn different points of view and different understanding, different you know, ways folks are doing things right now. I'm in the Frank Sloopman Amp It Up book and it's like, it's wild, man. And, and what's wild about it is it's sort of how I think a lot. And then he's taken me to another level on how he's done that at a few different companies. Um, I think that, you know, my commitment to us being successful at Zoom comes out every single day. My work ethic comes out every single day. Sometimes people like do, you know, maybe get to slow down just a little bit, Dave. 
Um, but my passion and my energy is all part of that. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I, you know, three words just won't quit. Like we have to go forward. We have to win. We have to make, you know, the best of our situation and be successful at that. And um, again, I think the the deepest answer to that question, Griffin, goes all the way back to what I shared earlier, you know, sort of like growing up in humble beginnings and and seeing how, you know, different lives and, and, and you know, how life could unfold if you put your your mind to it. And and I decided early on to make that happen. Yeah. What are, Dave, what are some common mistakes that you see people face uh, as they're trying to go after this winner's win mindset? Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes, I mean, a lot of it comes down, I could, there, there's a lot of different directions to take that. Like if I think about sales process as an example, right? Um, at the end of the day, buyers want the, be the best sellers, the elite sellers that I've seen, they lead their prospect to realization versus like forcing something on them. And then, you know, having to discount and do all these like unnatural sales things to get a deal through the door. There's always times and places for that, but, you know, it doesn't have to be on every deal. We can be a bit strategic. We can, you know, work a little bit more effectively, learn, right? Understand the methodology that our companies spend a lot of money on uh, to put in play. Um, I also think like being tenacious and like, in our world, pipeline is the holy grail of everything that we do. Without it, we die. And with a lot of it, we probably win. And so how are we being creative and tenacious about developing that, right? Especially like right now, you know, the economy might be affecting you in some way, shape or form. And that doesn't mean that there's not opportunity out there because I promise you that there is, but how are you going to find that? And again, back to the mindset, there's two choices we have when it comes to building pipeline. We can go do the hard work, or we can fold our tent and go home. And I choose to go do the hard work. And I, I that's typically what I see from a lot of the folks that are the, the best at what they do. Yeah, yeah. you talk about choose choices, right? Everyone has choices in their approach to their day-to-day. -day. They can choose the the easy route or, or they can choose to blame others for for their failures or they can, they can take that accountability. Um, and in bringing it back to sales, we as sellers are faced with a lot of adversity. We are faced with a lot of objections. We are faced with uh, no's a lot. So I know you talked about the importance of failure and learning from failure, but for those sellers out there that, you know, maybe get discouraged, right? If it's consistent, especially in today's, today's environment, right? What sort of advice or recommendations do you have for, for sellers specifically um, that, consistently face adversity around this, you know, around this mindset, the mindset that they can take and the approach they can take in their day to day. You know what it comes down to, in my opinion, is persistency in what it is that you're doing, right? Um, the CRO at Zoom currently today was my former VP of sales and brought me in to ring central Ryanie Zeus. And I remember one day vividly, and I, I've shared this story a hundred times now, maybe, maybe even more drawn it on the whiteboard, but at the end of the day, sales, to your point, Eric, it's a series of peaks and valleys. We win, we lose, we're, we hit our number, we're back to zero the next day, right? It's this constant battle. And it's, you know, it's similar to baseball, right? We hit a 33% like win rate and we're like the best sellers on the planet, but that means we lose seven out of 10 deals for crying out loud, right? And so I think it's, re it's knowing that there's going to be peaks and there's going to be lows, but what is it that we're doing in the middle that keeps us consistent and prepared for either one of those and knowing that those days are going to come, knowing that my can't get too high on my best days. Sure, we can be proud and excited and happy and 
be ready to spend the commission check, but I have to have the same energy when things aren't going the right way because I just know that it's going to come right back around and I'm going to be at a peak again in the, in the near future as long as I do the work in the middle, keep that consistency going, that persistent process, prospect, like whatever that is in your, in your line of sales, like whatever your role is, and you manage those highs and lows. Unfortunately, that takes a little bit of ups and downs to get used to and understand that. I'm 22 years into sales and I've got a lot of, you know, sort of rings around the trunk of the tree, so to speak. And I've lived that forever. And so it's easier for me to say, but hopefully for folks that are coming up in their careers, that's a lesson that they can take is like, you know what, just because it's low doesn't mean that a high isn't around the corner. It's got to keep the work, keep doing the work. Well, well, last quarter was a, a hopefully, a you know, the lowest of the valleys for me. So I can only go up from here, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Griffin, like, like it's a perfect example. <laughs> well, talk about the quarter before that, right? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, exactly. you're absolutely right. You know, you got to ride a roller coaster. It just, the way it works, uh, Dave. This is the profession. It's like, I need you. This is what we signed up for. This is what yeah. we signed up to do, right? This is it. Yeah. It's uh, it's true. And I think it's important to have good people around you that can remind you of that, because sometimes, especially in the Zoom world that we're in, even though Zoom connects us, it's also a little bit lonely, too, right? Where we're sitting at home versus meeting people face to face. So get For those sure. virtual meetings going and connect where you can. And I'm sure you guys do a really good job of that at Zoom, of making sure people stay connected that way. So we certainly do. And I'd also say that there's a lot to be said about being in a hybrid environment. I think the flexibility and all that stuff is great, but get in the dang office every now and then. Go like be around your people that are all fighting the same battle that you are every day. I'm a social person by nature. I get my energy filled by being around other people. So being in isolation actually isn't like great for me. Like, like that's just not how I am wired personally. So making it into the office a couple of days a week, even when I see only a few people, it's not a ton of people in there, but when I do, it's like, it gets you pumped and gets you that energy. Like find out what that thing is for you and, and go do more of it. So as we wrap up, I think that's a great topic to finish on is surrounding yourself with people of the same mindset and, and, and finding them and being around them because that energy and that mindset is infectious. So, you know, maybe, maybe bring us home with the, it maybe talking about the importance in your own life of surrounding yourself with the right people. You mentioned Ryan, your, your, your current CRO, um, and others, right? How important is that? It's, it is so important. And I can say that with a lot of experience behind that, like the work that all of us are doing right now, we don't necessarily understand how important it is five years from now, seven years from now, four, when we get a call, I was fortunate enough. I grinded you guys. Like when I was a young rep and I was an up and coming leader, I was doing everything and anything morally, ethically responsible to be successful, to be the number one person. And through that, I got access to meet other people. Through that process, I met who was going to be my future VP of sales at Ring Central and now CRO at Zoom. All of that happened because of the work that I did when no one was looking, right? When I was, when I just had the job and I had to go get it done. And so advice that I would give is like align yourself with the other people that are elite like you, or that, or if you're not where you want to be yet, go make yourself available to them. Understand, get connected. That person's going to go somewhere. I promise you. Not, you know, the days of like spending 30 years at AT&T and getting the gold watch, probably over for a lot of us folks growing up in tech, right? And so what that means is that as our network expands, we become like this invaluable asset that other people see, other folks want to be 
want that to be part of whatever new thing that they're doing. And there's no greater like sort of um, honor, in my opinion, from a sales perspective is when you don't have to interview for a job, you get the call and you just sort of have it, right? And that's sort of proof that the work that you did before helped you get set up for hopefully what would be a next step in your career and you keep climbing from there. And I've been fortunate enough to have that exact scenario sort of unfold about four or five times in my career. And I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity. But I also do own the fact that a long time ago, I put in the time and effort. I learned. I learned from failure. I kept my mind, you know, going the right direction, investing in myself. And away we go. I am fired up. (laughs) Yeah. Dave, as the last question I have here, real quick one, what's one action item somebody can start to craft their winner's win mindset? If they're going to step away from this podcast, you say, hey, this is what you need to do today. Yeah, I would, if, if I was in a position where I'm trying to figure out how do I get to the next level, first thing I would do is I'd go try to talk with everybody that I see around me that is at a level that I want to get to. Whatever that next level is, it doesn't have to be you're, you know, the number one enterprise rep at your company. It could be a top enterprise rep. It could be a top small business rep, like in your segment. Just go learn, be open-minded and understand, you know, what folks around you that are having great success are doing. And I'll tell you, like, we just came out of Q2 at Zoom and we had some reps that absolutely smashed it. And guess what? When I go look at their previous performance, they smashed it every single quarter. Those are the types of people I'd go try to get a lunch with, get a coffee with, take to dinner, and just understand what is it they're doing that's different and unique than what I'm doing. Be vulnerable. Understand that maybe my mousetrap isn't working the same as somebody else's. And then, you know, optimize what I'm doing and take it from there. And I think I, we all have access to that team. Yeah. No, I, I think that's great. I think I think uh, in, in today's in today's selling world, you got to do everything you can to get a leg up and, and learn from the best. So. Uh, Dave, this has been an incredible episode. Thank you for jumping awesome. on. Uh, we've got some great key takeaways and we are very excited to have you back again soon. So thank yeah, you. Great, again. Guys. I appreciate that you're doing this. This means a lot to me personally to be here, but I think that there's you know a, a big world of folks out there that are looking for advice and opportunity. And I'm glad and honored that you guys were able to put this together and, and offer it to the world. Thank you for inviting me and I'd love to come back. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. What a great episode. Thank you, Dave, for jumping on. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if you want to connect with Dave, reach out to him on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Yeah, Dave, thanks for all the key takeaways we got today. You heard him. If you want to up-level your game and make sure that you have that winner's win mindset, make sure to leverage your network. Reach out to people that inspire you, that are doing big things so that you can get around that environment and share best practices and best ideas so that you can continue to have that winner's win mindset. 